0: Today, Uh, well, it is 500 years since Leonardo da Vinci died and there are events to commemorate his life and work. We're also going to look at a new polar vessel, which will make it easier for us and and give us new destinations as well if we want to go expedition cruising. Plus the hot deals in the current travel marketplace. Time to talk travel and Sally Lucas... uh, Well, Leonardo da Vinci, I suppose he does actually have quite a bit of relevance
1: to us these days. He certainly does. And I was fascinated when I went to the Loire Valley a couple of years back and we stayed in Amboise. And I must admit, I had not read up on Leonardo da Vinci, you know, prior to going because I didn't think I was going anywhere where he had been. Little did I know he spent the last five years of his life or three years, it might have only been, I think, in Amboise and he was invited there by the King of France at the time and... And apparently, he wasn't as popular back in Italy in this later stages of his life. So he wanted him to be his own artist, engineer, whatever. And if you haven't. Yeah, well, (laughs) if you haven't been to Amboise, I mean. It's just fascinating to go through the Clos Luce, which is the the little chateau where he eventually spent his remaining years in his sixties. And so this year is the 500th anniversary of his death, which was in May earlier this year. And I remember reading an article where Macron, the president, um, you know, of France and the, I can't think who the leader of Italy is at the moment, but Mataro, I think they both, they both met, um, to celebrate. The five hundred years and go to his burial site, etc, so I just thought it was interesting to talk about it because there are so many institutions all around the world that have bits and pieces of leonardo 's work um, you know the, the even the national museum in spain you 've got the louvre you 've got here in Amboise, of course, various places in Italy, um, Germany concentrates more on his engineering feats, so they 're all having celebrations of his life because he was an amazing man when you think about it and I guess a lot of his quotes he had so many of them, and as said well well ahead of his time, really, when you think about it, his perceptions of flight uh, which are fascinating when you think about it. I mean he was designing helicopters and winged aircraft and designs of wings, and he used to study bats and birds etc you know, and the drawings when you're there, and even the the models that you see when you're walking around the garden, honestly I just thought it's one of the best things i I'd, I'd been to in a long, long time there's a replica of his painting of the Last Supper. And, of course, the Mona Lisa too. They're not the originals. But, you know, The Last Supper, the detail, and you've got to look. He's got little hidden things in it which you don't know until you are given a guide and you just see these tiny things that you're not aware of. And that is the same in a lot of artists' paintings. They'll often have themselves in it or a mirrored image. Or, you know, it's fascinating when you start really looking in depth at portraiture particularly. Uh, It's really, really interesting. So I just thought that this year, if you're going across to Europe this year or even into early next year, a lot of these exhibitions are continuing on. Just look it up, you know, the, the 500th anniversary of his death and you'll find a whole heap of areas where you can visit. But Amboise is particularly lovely because, as I said, it was where he spent those last few years of his life being well looked after. And the king called him his padre or father. He felt very close to him and was very sad when he died. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting. The one thing he did say, though, about flight, the human bird shall take his first flight, filling the world with amazement, all writings with his fame, and bringing eternal glory to those whose nest whence he sprang. And he said, I believe man will fly. And I base this assumption on the fact that God has blessed us with minds that are capable of imagining it. Anything that can be dreamt of will eventually be built. Anyone who says otherwise is a fool.
0: Oh, so there you what go. What a great
1: attitude but, to go yeah. through life. You, you start looking up his quotes, it's fascinating. When you have once tasted flight, you will forever walk the earth with your eyes turned skyward, for there you have been, and there you will always long to return. Mm. You know, he he's just was an amazing man, as I said, not just in his art, in his he even studied music, sculpting, his engineering, his science. So if you get the opportunity to do anything to do with Leonardo, this would be a great year to do it. On two N U R FM we're talking travel. Sally Lucas, Switzerland.
0: No, it's quite a nice time of year now, but I have a feeling you're not talking about <laughs> summer in Switzerland. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm not. But then again, we're halfway through winter here and halfway through summer in Europe. So people might be thinking, oh, we've left it a bit too late to go to Europe for summer now. We'll we'll wait and have a nice white Christmas instead. And we're having enough cold weather here at the moment to get us a little bit used to that sort of weather. Um, so why not? And the one thing you do have to remember, Jane, always, of course, with Europe in winter is no crowds. That's your biggest bonus of all, that you're going to be there without the crowds. And often you'll be the only person in a church when there could be sometimes hundreds, if not thousands. So, you know, it is a lovely time to go if you can put up with the shorter days and dress for the cold. Um, Everything's heated inside. Like, they really well and truly heat inside. So you've got a layer and just make sure you've got the nice warm boots, coat, gloves, hat, whatever for your outer layer. But yes, look, no better time to sip on a hot Swiss chocolate or a fondue or... Wrap yourself in a cosy blanket and indulge in Swiss delicacies for breakfast. But it's, of course, it is a beautiful time of year again with your your lovely lights, your your markets, all that sort of thing that that Europe does so well, and particularly Switzerland. I can always remember when I was a young girl, dreaming about where I would want to go to first if I ever travelled, and of course I have. But it was Switzerland. It was really funny. The, the chocolate box pictures you used to see of Switzerland just drew you there because it was always was perceived to be so beautiful and it is it's exactly what it is it is it's a stunning place so you do get that lovely festive season happening there and again your lovely markets as we said cobblestone streets etc and you've got wonderful of course summits like the iconic Matterhorn of course Mount Jungfrau of the Bernays Alps and of course you've got the beautiful lakes Lake Lucerne and, and even if you wanted to tip over the border into Italy. You've got the wonderful Italian lakes there too, of course, like Como. you've got Lake Maggiore, you know, and you can do these lovely little ski or sledding trips. You can, well, obviously you don't have to ski, but if you want to, you can ski. But if not, you can still enjoy the snow, enjoy the Mull wine, enjoy the Apres ski and do lots of lovely things. But again, as I said, less crowds. It's a top destination year-round Switzerland. It really is. And it's just so beautiful. So, you know, just think of doing it out of the season when I think you'll find it a lot more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. One new thing I just wanted to mention, Jane, today, we have been talking about in the past how um, there is a new vessel that's going down to the Antarctic, etc., which is the Greg Mortimer, of course, which was named after that wonderful climber. And it was designed specifically with this, what they call this V-bow or bow, um, so that it breaks through the ice. But not only does that, because it's angled down, your vision is uninterrupted when you're viewing from your viewing deck so you've got nothing to impede your vision which is another thing but now National Geographic have got a vessel as well that's just about to come out called Endurance named after Shackleton's ship and it's going to be mainly doing the reaches or it's doing the Antarctic as well but it's also going the furthest north in latitude etc into the Arctic because it's one of these ice vessel ships that's been graded a special classification that lets it get through a much firmer ice and pack ice to get you to these Regions. And actually, just looking at the, the layout of it, Jane, it looks state-of-the-art, like the old days of expedition ships being pretty basic, I think, are, are sort of almost long gone. I mean, this has got 270-degree um, views in its dining area. Um, it's got a gym. They do yoga. They've got outdoor little plunge heated plunge pools on your back decks. Mm. They've got, you know, all sorts of things there. And again, they're still only taking a very few passengers, which is what makes it so popular, because you've got that wonderful you know that you're all on and off at the same time there's no queuing to get on and off your vessel so as i said you've got the yoga studio the gym so much more and these will be starting in april 2020 they've got four inaugural arctic itineraries and lots of other interesting um itineraries that they're doing not just into the arctic 53 spacious balcony suites They've got in it, so it's a wonderful looking vessel, very state of the art, as I said, very modern, and yet again, again, they're going to be all equipped with the zodiacs, kayaks, even cross country skis of those that want to do a bit of cross country skiing. They've got an undersea video that takes photographs of what's happening beneath the surface as well. So it's amazing how we're going with all this now—the the advancement in um, in vessels that'll let us get into these wonderful areas that we've not been able to reach before. So qu- quite fantastic and quite something to look forward to. We're.
0: T- Talking travel, Sally Lucas, it's time to see what's out there in the hot deals department of the current travel marketplace. What have you got for us?
1: Okay, well, we'll just stick with what we've just been talking about with this new vessel. They do have um, offers available with a $1,000 per person saving um, with free bar tap and gratuities included until sold out on a range of their journey so it's just a matter of getting in early and you may get one of those lovely extras yeah. which doesn't go astray um, also there's some really other interesting itineraries up in that top part of the world, uh, Discover Iceland, uh, Iceland Aurora Explorer now uh, this is um, a, a small group tour, 15 days from Reykjavik back to Reykjavik it's 28 December this year or 19 January 15 February next year lovely cruise that's doing all around Iceland and there's a saving of up to $500 per person until sold out. There's also a fantastic Scottish and Nordic adventure. These are with Ben Tours by the way and uh, these are really epic. Some of these are starting in uh, Edinburgh and journeying all the way over to Magical Iceland before you go on to Norway with a northbound Hurtigruten cruise, then exploring Finnish Lapland and eventually finishing up in Helsinki so that's an, a remarkable journey. 22 days, there's savings of up to 300 per person on that um, and um, that is what they call an independent itinerary. And, and there's regular departures on that one. The other one is an uh, Hidden Powers and Northern Lights. So this is just where you walk along um, or go to see the, the rift near that name of that volcano that's about 20 letters long that I can never pronounce that erupts, but everyone will know what I'm talking about. You can hunt for the Northern Lights and also visit the world-renowned Blue Lagoon. This is a little coach tour, Reykjavik, back to Reykjavik. It departs between October and April next year, and it starts from under $1,600 just to do that little round trip. They've also got other lovely tours that they call, I love the, the sound of this one, The Land of Elves, Sagas and Volcanoes. And it's again a rake shoot, back to rake shoot. It's a nine-day expedition cruise and that starts from under $6,000 per person to give you an idea. The other nice one they have got is the Inside Passage, Bears and Aleutian Islands. So that's a really different one as well. Sailing from Vancouver to Nome on the Roald to Munson, which is one of the first new hybrid vessels that we've talked about before. It's an 18-day, 17-night in August 2020. So we're looking a long way ahead so you can save, get onto it. And there are savings to be had on quite a few cabins, anywhere from 5000 to nearly just under $7,000 saving if you get in early enough on that. So there's some great savings to be had. Now, travelling to the absolute almost other end of the, con- I mean, the continent, the of world, of, I say, um, Africa or South Africa, this is an Explore South Africa, Victoria Falls, Kruger, Sabi Sands, Private Game Reserves, Cape Town, etc. It's 12 days including fi- flights ex-Australia, fully escorted group, 10th of February 2020. Got lots of wonderful inclusions in it, a sunset cruise on the Zambezi River, all sorts of game drives, etc. You get all your breakfast, seven lunches, eight dinners, so it's nearly all-inclusive virtually and that's ex-Australia just under $9,000 per person or if you're into photography this is one going into Botswana 28th of February and it's ex-Australia again for just under $6,000 and you're on special uh, photo boats that are shallow hold that lets you take photos, stand up 360 degree rotational seats so you can actually You know, if you're really into photography this is really for photographers it's just a quick six night package but of course you could extend and spend longer time in obviously to the African continent. You wouldn't go all that, well I wouldn't go all that way for for six nights but that starts from under $6,000 and there's a ladies only one so the 18th of July next year it's a 16 day including flights from Australia and that's a lovely itinerary this one as well because you're obviously going into, um, flying into Johannesburg you go to Kruger National Park and you're going into all lots of lovely national parks all through Lesotho, all down the bottom through the Garden Route, Oatsorn, finishing up in Cape Town, 14 breakfasts and there's a few dinners included in that as well. Book early Spaces are limited, and you can extend on that to go to a private game lodge or to go up uh, post-tour to Victoria Falls if you want. And um, That starts from under $5,000, so that's not bad either. And lastly but not leastly, the game parks of Africa. This is taking in Kenya and Tanzania, which, is, of course, we all know is just such a wonderful area to visit. The, po- the prolific wildlife up there in the Serengeti and Gorongoro Crater is just wonderful, and you get to go to the, um, the Giraffe Centre to the National, the Daphne Sheldrick Wildlife Trust and Elephant Orphanage, where I still uh, sponsor two uh, orphan elephants, which I sp- sponsored when we were over there, and I'm still doing that. Um, you've got Victoria Falls in there as well. Most meals, everything, 20 days, including Flights ex Australia, um, and that's starting from just under $17,000. But it's, it's extremely inclusive, as I said, 20 days. So look, there's lots out there, Jane, as always. And it's lovely that you can bring us a selection of those. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane.
0: And we'll talk travel again next Friday on 2NURFM.
1: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2 com.